Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. We will be chatting about October 2nd through the 8th, 2020. We're going to be trying not to rush through this, but... <laughs> yeah, don't seem like we're running through it. Yeah, don't we're seem like we're... Time. Nice 2nd, October 2nd is my dad's birthday, though. I do like that, so I'll be Happy able to remember. Birthday. I'll be like, it's my dad's birthday. New movies are starting. That's the only way to remember. It's a weird vibe in the cinema today because... One, our internet is out right now. Yeah. So we're hoping that magically comes back on. I've tried phoning the internet people and tried doing all the normal <laughs> plugging things on yeah. and plugging things in and plugging things off. And Man, none not, of that worked. I'm not saying I tried to steal your Wi-Fi, but I did notice that the internet was down. <laughs> yeah. And that's everything for us because that means people can't use credit cards and debit cards. And oh, no. Can't check I, our advanced sales. Jesus. All that kind of stuff. So I didn't even I think really, that. I really think it's our, our router that's just covered in cobwebs and yeah our old-timey router. Oh, man. It used to be good at one point because I remember we had like a bad like old router and then we got that new one, which was pretty good. Although maybe that's been like two years now. Stupid technology. I have no idea. But still, like we shouldn't. And she's keep it like in the asking heller. me questions that I don't. And she's like, "Can you do this instead of this?" And I'm like, "Maybe." Getting more flustered. <laughs> yeah, I'm like so this I is like know. a bad day for you. Like we're already we're tight on time. The internet's not working. Well, and it's been a weird. As I mentioned before, if this happens, I am not opposed to it. But there's just like a feeling in the air that we're all getting shut down any second again. Don't say yeah. it. And two days ago was our worst day, maybe ever. Oh God! Like definitely of the year, but maybe ever. Because I, I was able to look back just out of morbid curiosity for for since we came back and Never stuff. Never check the numbers. And it was nothing. It was like, you know, five people per show kind of thing. Okay. And then today for the matinee, I thought it was going to be a no-show. And then right at the last minute, yeah. about 20 people showed up. What? So, yeah, like a wow. decent matinee. That's not what I thought. I think you'd say one guy showed I up. I thought it was going to be one guy, but then like... Hans Molman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, is the show showing? And we have no advanced tickets for stuff coming up. So it could just be logic that people... For the better are possibly being like, no, I'm going to stay inside and hibernate for a little while. They're worried that they're like, oh, if I buy a ticket and then they get shut down, then I've lost that money. And I hate supporting independent cinema. Yeah. If that happens, I think our advanced ticket thing had before we were involved with them like a fallback COVID thing. Mm -hmm. Or we would figure something out, you yeah, know. But we're not just going to keep the money. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, we'd like to. Uh, it feels weird right now because I think everything's worse than it was a few months ago. And I don't know what the numbers mean anymore. Like no. every day I see it, they're like, ah, oh, 700 cases. And I'm like, uh, I mean, I know that's a big number, but I'm also like, after seeing that every day for like six days, I, I don't know how to feel anymore. I'm just like, okay, it's a lot of numbers. All right. Yeah. And I really thought recently, like a week ago, whenever it was, I thought the big shutdown was going to happen then when PMJT came out and did a big speech recently. Mm. Everybody seems to be kind of tiptoeing around it. Like every, like I kind of avoid media for the most part but yeah. the news seems to all be like everyone shrugging their shoulders and being like oh it's really horrible but no update yet yeah, they're like well we hope not that's kind yeah. of the answer like well we hope not and you're like oh so you're not saying no it's like yeah. but if they were able to magically say okay everybody close down for two weeks and let's see what happens if that makes things get yeah. a little bit better there is some logic to it like it's just like people talking about masks in general and saying yeah, well, that's just going to help with the flu. Like, mm -hmm. if we're all walking around in masks and staying two meters away from each other, all the normal things, like, of having a kid sneeze in your face and give you the flu mm -hmm. is not going to happen. So <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen much now. Uh, it happens a lot to parents and teachers, I think. Okay, not you, though. You <laughs> no. got that big sneeze guard, I guess. <laughs> yeah, God. but ah, so it's weird. So who knows? So we have all these cool things planned for October, and there's a part of me that's like, 
yeah, let's not plan too much further after that. Yeah. Let's keep this one day at a time. Which sucks, because, like, then you, like, I don't want to talk over it, but, like, you're finally doing the double cinema. And it's like, could you imagine if we don't even get to do that? Yeah. I just put that up today. I was really proud of my posters for that. Yeah, it looked fun. I found, like, some old vintage Halloween cartoony kind of looking things. That's going to be October 10th and 17th. We were going to do one later, but then... If Rocky Horror still happens on Halloween, yeah. it's a 6.45 and 9.45 show. We want a bit of extra time before and after because our head of Rocky Horror, Sam, is going to do an introduction okay. and maybe do like a Q&A afterwards or something. Hmm. So not having a midnight show after Rocky Horror is probably wise because it just gives yeah. everybody a bit more. You can lay back a bit and not rush out of the cinema and if people want to ask questions mm. or that kind of thing. So and that's still the non-participation one. Yeah. I'm assuming he's going to do like a Q and a thing. Yeah. Kind of. That's it's fun. funny. I was talking with somebody about it. Who's looking forward to it. And I was like, if I go up and do an introduction first, I'll be the grumpy old man being like, okay, look, nobody have any fun. Yeah. Nobody sing. Nobody throw not anything. what you think it is, <laughs> but I think people get it. I think people get the gimmick of why we have to do that. Then someone asked about the room and I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, well, Rocky Horror is still kind of good. You know, it has really good songs and oh, Tim man. Curry's in it. Do you really want to sit and watch The Room for 90 minutes? Yeah. And not say anything? Yeah, and just actually take in its cinematic artistry. Could they even do it? Like, I don't want to question The Room fans or, like, speak ill, but I'm just like, are they capable of sitting in there and not saying a word? Like, is that even possible? And has it ever happened? Like, <laughs> at Room Screening 1... Didn't people start heckling it right away? I think so. Like in the movie, they kind of imply that or like the, you know, you know, the movie. Yeah. Because like Rocky Horror, I think, had a bit more of a it was its own thing for a little while. Mm. I think it took a little while. If Sam was here, he'd tell me like True. he'd be like week four is when the first toast got thrown. <laughs> I'd love to know how that happened, what the transition was, where like it went from like the first person who yelled something at the screen or whatever and wasn't escorted out by the ushers. Or I think it usually starts at like one particular location yeah. and then just grows from there. New York, probably. Yeah, it's always weird to like think that. pre-internet. I, I think that now of just slang or whatever, like how now it's so easy. Like something hits the internet, a piece of news, a, a blooper reel, a, a, something weird. And everybody knows about it. But back then, it's so interesting that that word would have spread with, I don't know, fanzines and, yeah. and just people traveling a little bit. And Because, I mean, like the newspaper, like I guess like the ad, the, the original poster is intriguing. Like it doesn't really tell you all that much about the movie. But, you know, the giant pair of lips, you're just sort of like, all right. I mean, that's kind of the grassroots starting of that, I would think. Because like, yeah, there's no beyond that. There's no word of mouth, really. Like apart from like film clubs or something like I bet you there was. I bet you there was like zines and some kind of clubs and somebody goes to see it in San Francisco and then goes back home to mm -hmm. Seattle and says, I just saw this crazy thing. Yeah. And I guess the soundtrack too probably helped because I mean that. And, and it was a stage show first, wasn't it? Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it, it did exist before that. But I don't think at the, I don't know, at the live show, I don't know if people were throwing things yeah, that's interesting. And I've never seen, I don't know if it's like pretty verbatim, like the from the live show versus the movie, if it's like fairly similar or if, if they rewrote some of it. I, I, I'm genuinely curious. If Again, someone Sam did the, would know. But. Yeah, Sam would know. <laughs> if someone did the live show now too, it'd be tough because like the actors are dealing with the interruptions and mm -hmm. things being thrown in their direction. Like, because I think people still do the live show. Yeah. I wonder if, you know, what the vibe is like on that play. Like, did they start out making it as a straight up play just that you sit and watch and shut up, you know? Like, or if it just took a turn and they were like, oh, yeah, that works. Let's keep going with that. And it is that weird thing about cult 
culture be culture it's kind of insulting lee jokes about often getting correspondence from tommy wiseau encouraging us to stop calling it a bad movie but it's not us we're kind of we've never called it that we're kind of quoting whether it's whoever entertainment weekly rolling stone doing the whole so bad it's good thing you know so we're just pulling quotes to encourage people to come Mm -hmm. but if you have done the live show back in the 70s were people coming to it because it was so because like the music's really good exactly so i don't know that's weird and i yeah i almost think like it might be one of those scenarios where the soundtrack sort of propelled it further than either the play or the movie initially at least because like you can just like the songs you can just put on the soundtrack you can enjoy that you know but still like i don't know like it's 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 a unique uh, situation for something like that Andrew just came back in the room. He had to go serve some popcorn. Yeah. And tell him to put his mask back on. But he oh, had put a your mask, mask on. on. Why did he take I've, it Because he has to be told repeatedly. Ugh. That doesn't even make sense. The guy, it's a guy just came in looking for popcorn, wearing a mask, but then lost the mask, but then put it back on. I don't he know. had it. He had it on, and then he, we were talking, and he took it off. <laughs> he was you like, got, "You were on a vibe." And, and then, and then it like it had to hit me, like because I'm look, looking at putting the popcorn in, and I'm like, oh, "Wait." <laughs> What? Put your mask on. That's so weird. Like, I don't know. That, that seems, it's always the opposite. You know, they already don't have it on. You have to ask them. But it's like, you had it on. <laughs> I know, I know. We had a good thing going. Someone put out like a cartoon, little one panel, no smoking kind of looking thing. And it was just basically, you don't have to pull down your mask for people to hear you. Yeah. Because that's happened a couple of times. And I don't understand that instinct of, it'll be somebody. And I've got an, I've got an extra barrier. I've got like a box office yeah, window between me. But they come in and you're like, oh, good for them. They got their mask on. They wash their hands at our little station. And then they pull down their mask and go, one, please. Yeah, and they and put like, their whole mouth in the little <laughs> hole there. And they're like, uh, hello. Yeah, cough, cough. God. Yeah, that's not. Although, I, I mean, maybe maybe he's talking a few decibels higher. Like, that's the only thing. Because I, I was at, I ended up at a McDonald's getting a coffee. Not important why, but it happened. And like I got there, everyone else seemed to be fine. We're all wearing masks, they're talking, everyone could hear everything. And I get to the front, I'm just like, oh, can I get a large coffee with cream and sugar? And she was like, sorry? And I was like, large coffee with cream and sugar? And she, it took three tries. She couldn't hear me. Weird. And I was like, I'm me. Oh, like, I, <laughs> Yeah, seriously. I was like, I don't know how more obvious I can be. And, and they did have like- Write the, it down. <laughs> I, I was like, why is this so hard? I don't even want the coffee. It's just, there's no coffee nearby and I need to come here. I didn't tell her that. I mean, that's just mean, but- I need to come here. It felt like, like a bit. I honestly thought like she was trolling me, but I don't. I mean, I didn't really think that. I mean, why would you do that? But still. And it's been weird because- Despite the news in the last little while, we've been doing, especially Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we did really well. Like with before times numbers, practically. Mm. We sold out of, it's two nights that I worked by happenstance, but we sold out of They Live, which is so weird because we sold out, but that's 50 people. Right. Where once upon a time, that would have been like, oh, that's decent. You know, that's that's good. Did you have to turn anyone away? I did, yeah. And there is some kind of nice karma to that because the people who I did turn away were fine. Mm Mm-hmm. And it does kind of get the word out that, yeah, we're playing by the rules. Because there is, like, in the back of your head, you're like, oh, three more people. Let's let them yeah. in. But I don't know what the chances are of this. But if somebody came by and all of a sudden counted heads, it's a huge fine for us. Yeah. And a fine for, I think, I don't know how they would do it. But, you know, yeah, fine for people who came in late or whatever. So that was sold out. And then cinema, which we can't really do advanced tickets for, we theoretically could. But the problem with free advance tickets Mm -hmm. and i've seen it happen at events here at the theater is a bunch of people don't come yeah they just get their free ticket and they're more apt to be "Ah, i'll just stay in tonight yeah yeah it was free whatever so for that we really have to do the old first come first serve Mm -hmm. and three kind of post lockdown regulars who i've seen quite often got 
here a little bit late. Like instead of 11.45, got it here at like midnight or 12.05. Mm-hmm. And I was coming down from doing something up in the projection booth. And they something. were... Something. Something. <laughs> it's so mysterious. Something. It's horrible. And they were just heading towards the candy bar. They had just let themselves in. And I'm yeah. sure they were going to be like, oh, we're members. But I said, oh, sorry, guys. We're sold out. We're at 50. We're at capacity. And they were very understanding. And we're like, oh, it's our fault. We ran late. But again, like in the good old days, which just would have been like, oh, 53 people for cinema. That's fine. So twice we hit our 50 in a mm-hmm. couple of days and did well with matinees. And one day we sold a whole bunch of memberships. But then that countered with Monday being just comically slow like it was it really was it comically was slow. comically slow and you just kind of even before you just kind of shrug and you're like well it's a bad day we'll bounce back but just with this kind of looming lockdown happening mm-hmm. it really felt it was like oh this feels like people not yeah. coming out to play anymore a harbinger of things to come yeah and if it happens it happens like do I we concur. have like a plan like back to <laughs> On demand, or so are you, you're just confronting him now over this. <laughs> yeah, like, Listen, it, bud. yeah, this is a little. <laughs> I should probably. It's getting a little real. Yes. I mean, no, you're not supposed to say that. We're like, there's a plan. I mean, the plan is just like before, but I mean, the thing with the on demand stuff happened after it happened, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was distributors coming to us with that oh, offer. So yeah. that was just, that yeah, just, yeah, that wasn't our bright idea. So that could happen again, but yeah, who knows? And plus, I mean. If it happens again, is it going to be four months again? Or yeah. is it just going to, let's try this for two weeks and then come back, you know? Well, it's already hard enough in the winter getting people out as it is. Like, just not, yeah. you know, not to, I don't want to imply it'll stretch that long, but like, you know, that's already kind of a difficult time for some people. So just to add this to it is just horrible. I'm surprised that it's like people coming out here, and Lee said it in his introduction to cinema that he feels safe here, everything feels safe here. The fact that we're turning people away, everyone's sitting in their seats in their masks, all that kind of stuff. But he said he had been to some other places where he did not feel safe. Mm-hmm. And that's the stuff that's causing all the trouble for everybody is when people are packed into a mall or people are packed into a multiplex, not following any rules at all. Yeah. You can, I'm sure you could domino effect that and be like, oh, yep, that person. <laughs> Man, well, that- I went to a coffee place. I won't mention it. And <laughs> there, there, no lawsuits. Like you wanted to no there. lawsuits. <laughs> anyway. And it's like, well, there's already too many people lining up in there. Yeah. So. No, the whole thing is actually, you know, at the, the McDonald's, it was a similar thing. It's, there was a sign that was like no more than six people in line or whatever, you know, same thing we have here. And like, there was clearly more than six, but then also like no one was enforcing it. And then I also felt, I was like, well, I don't really want to go out and wait if no one else, if two people are going to go in in my stead, you know? So that was kind of, and plus I was like, I was like, it's McDonald's. Like it was, it was big, you know, it was pretty like open. It, there wasn't like a, a ton. I would say there was like eight people instead of six, you know, it wasn't crazy, but I was just sort of like, who's enforcing this? Like what's it's hard. I mean, it's hard to get people to cooperate. Sometimes, yeah. You know? Especially like, you know, I don't want to like stereotype McDonald's people, but some people take it way more seriously than others. It just from yeah. the 20 minutes I was in there. I was just like, man, cause you got that squeaky voice teen. Like, oh, excuse oh, yeah. me, sir. They were doing that. Oh, I, I have so much respect for those guys. I swear they had probably 15 people there just boiling hot, all masked, just going crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like I have so much respect for them to be able to pull it off. Like that is just a nightmare. Like I've, I've, worked there when i was that age you know but still like i couldn't imagine now you own a mcdonald's okay yeah yeah (laughs) basically i just call it mcdonald's it's not the chain but still 
It wasn't during the end times. Man, the Polar Express screening is going to be a dour affair. Oh, man. <laughs> that would be the only silver lining. <laughs> For if, Josh, the one we, good thing. If we didn't have to screen Polar Express. You're like, I wish we got the check. But on the other hand, <laughs> not seeing the creepy Uncanny Valley aspect. What did I just hear? Tom Hanks is playing Geppetto mm. in, I think it's a Disney branded, like the way Disney's remaking all their animated films. Yeah. So Robert Zemeckis is doing Pinocchio for Disney Uh-oh. with the Pinocchio Express. Oh God! I, I don't think I don't it's going it. to be the roto. Creepy, what do they call it? Rotoscoping, or I don't think it's going to be creepy CG people. You know, like if you look at the recent remake of Aladdin or whatever, I think it'll be live action. Mm-hmm. It'll be Hanks reuniting with his creepy Robert Zemeckis Polar Express director. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, I'm not too excited about that. I, I, like, enough Pinocchio versions. I, I don't think... Did they make that Roberto Benigni one? Did that happen? Yeah. I think so. And, and But it, right now... She came and went. Yeah. <laughs> right now, just like the old Deep Impact Armageddon, oh, no. it's Disney Guillermo del Toro. Oh, okay, well... There's dueling Pinocchio movies that are going to come out right at the same time. And a couple years ago, it was two Jungle Books, the Disney one and one directed by... Oh, uh, Andy Circus. Right, yeah, yeah. And I actually really like the Andy Circus one. The Disney one was good as well, but I really like the Andy Circus one. So it seems like it's so funny how that's an ongoing thing of two different movies that are the same subject matter coming out right at the same time. Mm-hmm. So we might get two Pinocchio movies next Christmas or something. Yeah. So or, at least there's that. Yeah. yeah like, we got if that you need to something to look forward to, the two Pinocchio films, and you can triple bill it with the uh, Roberto Benigni one, which I'm sure is great. Was there one with Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Oh, wow. Oh, there was. Was there? There was. I, I didn't know if I was making that up in my brain. Not, not, there was also Pinocchio's Revenge, the direct-to-video. I was just thinking of that. <laughs> of course you were. I was just thinking of the that. The only two people in the world who are thinking of that are in this room right <laughs> now. I never actually did see that, but I always saw the cover at the video store, and I was like, I mean, that could be... Like, it lends itself well to a horror movie, like that premise. It's just probably that one is not good, I would mm-hmm. imagine. Although now I feel like I have to watch it. Was there some d-grade celebrity in that movie i don't even think it had because usually those ones would always have a name as far as i remember it was just a picture of the like killer guy like the pinocchio and it was just like and that was it that was the cover it was called it was like a child's play ripoff basically yeah and it was like 90 though i don't think the pinocchio talks hmm i think it's like is it more like a golem type thing where it's more like like the the little girl finds the pinocchio and Hmm. you know pinocchio made me do it (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, now I definitely need to see it. It's not a wisecracking, Chucky-esque Pinocchio? Uh, I mean, might as well be. But it's more like maybe audience participation comes into play with well, that. Well, I, I think it's that the little girl is being spoken to by Pinocchio. Like, she responds, according to the oh. trailer, responds to it as if Pinocchio's talking to her. This is Torrance. Which I guess is some sort of budgetary constraint because oh they, they couldn't get, you know, they couldn't get the face the, the lips to move oh my god so they just have a really crappy doll and they just move them around yeah and like they swing them around on a on a chain or something like <laughs> okay i have to see that now or at the very least i want to hear andrew read the screenplay doing oh, the voices we should watch but, it yeah i mean that would be good because that could have been one of those cinemas who knows like we got to get there to even know it's not there's no way could be yeah now lee's gonna be like oh i wonder if we can get that get the rights to the pinocchio's revenge andrew would you mind ducking out and checking if that's over i think it sounds like it's it sounds like ending music so okay andrew might be stepping away to help us just to uh 
let the people out. <laughs> but he had that Pinocchio's Revenge shout out. Maybe so he'll be back. Good. We'll keep recording. Maybe Andrew will be back. There you go. And we can talk about the movies. Now we can talk about Andrew. <laughs> and Andrew, <laughs> his voice for Pinocchio was very weird. This is behind the scenes at the Mayfair. Yeah, this has been already. If it weren't already a weird podcast, all these weird <laughs> elements. Well, I was just kind of watching the clock because I was like, if we keep talking and then people are in there like stuck, can't get out of the curtains. Help, oh help, I'm trapped. That could be pretty. That's a horror movie of its own. It's like almost like The Blob, but with curtains instead. <laughs> they wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, that's that's the only way. I feel like you tell yourself that so you feel more important. They're like, if I don't open the curtains, they don't know how to get out. It could happen. Yeah. Okay, so while Andrew is away and maybe we'll be back or not. Let's take a moment to talk about the movies that are screening October 2nd through the 8th, 2020. We're still open. Still here. It's happening. We will make these dates. Speaking of movies on the same kind of theme, it's so funny because this happened last week with two films kind of, two dramas kind of of the same subject matter. So this week we have The Keeper and The Tobacconist. And they're different films. One is about a prisoner of war football soccer football player who becomes a renowned british goalie and he okay. used to be a german soldier so that's the plot hmm. like ex-german soldier and the trials and tribulations that he faces from the fans and, and yeah. gaining acceptance and that he's not like a on a sliding scale of german soldiers he's not like a wow. evil nazi soldier he was just kind of had to do it yeah, i yeah. think so that's one film the mm-hmm. other one the tobacconist is another world war ii film about uh, sigmund freud Oh, wow. That is not where I thought you were going with that. No, yeah. It's about uh, Sigmund Freud in Vienna during Nazi occupation. So we have two different Nazi bad guy films. Where did the tobacco come in? Did he smoke a lot of tobacco? I think so. I (laughs) think, yeah, I think it's like, maybe it's he befriends the tobacconist. Mm. I think that might be it. Okay, I could see that. It's like one of like me and Orson Welles type things. Yeah, so there's a young man working at the place where he gets his cigars or Mm. stuff like that. His opium and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But just kind of funny that it's two films kind of the same thing. And a couple weeks ago, we had two films about middle-aged ladies going through divorce mm. and getting out the other side just right at the same time. So just Man. coincidental. This is good programming. Yeah, so we've got those two <laughs> films. for Those are new films. They were showing a true cinematic classic, Fellini's Eight and a Half. Oh. Which somehow I have never seen. Not same. Which is crazy because I went to an artsy high school and then I went to film school. And I don't know how... I made it through all that education without some English teacher or communications teacher or film teacher making us watch that and write an essay. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's a big hole in my movie geek resume yeah. that I'll get to now see on the big screen, which you, is fun. You probably saw nine and a half weeks, but not eight and a half. The sequel to eight and a half. <laughs> yeah. I imagine they're related in some way. But it's weird. Everybody has that where someone out there is a big movie buff, but has never seen citizen kane or the mm-hmm. godfather or something like that yeah and it's just and it, it goes to show especially back when we were in super lockdown and people were getting panicked about no new content and i'm like you're not gonna run out of content like as long as you aren't one of those people who just like new things mm-hmm. like some people won't watch a movie from 20 years ago that's why remakes happen because some people won't watch a movie forget about black and white won't watch a movie from the you know 90s yeah yeah like you're never gonna run out of stuff to watch because Fellini directed all these movies I've never seen. There's probably a bunch of Hitchcock movies I've still never seen. Oh, man, yeah. And then, like, even just TV shows. Like, I was saying, I've never seen the original Bob Newhart show. 
I'd, I'd like to sooner or later, but I, I didn't even like Gary Shandling had a show before the show he's known for. Oh like, yeah, and, like, and, it, and it ran for like four seasons. That's a good show. Literally, yeah. it's Gary Shandling's show. I think it was called. And, and I'm just like, well, how many years of TV did you even do? Yeah, it always sneaks up on you when you find out about either a TV show or a movie or a book or whatever. You're like, I'm a big fan of fill in the blank, and yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah, Ricky Gervais as well. Like, he did a bunch of rando stuff in the UK before we even knew who he was. So oh, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. ridiculous. Oh, it's funny. Like, the other day, we were watching Dick Van Dyke show, and Gwen was like, I think she said Mary Poppins was the first, might be wrong about this, Mary Poppins was the first movie that Dick Van Dyke did. Okay. And before that, it was television and comedy and stuff mm. like that. And I'm like, yeah, but that's kind of like Lin-Manuel Miranda's first movie was Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah. Everybody has a first movie. That's a good first movie, though. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It was either his first or second, I forget. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, anyhow, I always I always think that, like, you're not going to run out of stuff to watch. As, as long as you like older things, you'll find something. You'll turn on something at home and be like, oh, here's eight seasons of yeah. this. So Especially if you like horror films and it's October. Which it basically is. Well, that's what kept us going in the couple months we've been back. We thought we ran out of films, but we've had, I think, a new film every week. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, so eight and a half, a true classic up on our screen this week. And then speaking of Halloween, we are taking our first step into Halloween month with the 1968 Oscar-winning classic Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby is a movie that I saw when I was too young to see Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, I could see that. I remember seeing it. I remember it. I remember I was... My parents were split up my whole life, so I was with my dad on the weekend at his place, and we were visiting some of his friends, and it was past my bedtime on like a... And I wasn't like four. I was like, you know, 12 or something. Okay, all right. But I was like <laughs> past smell. my bedtime on a Friday or Saturday night, and I was downstairs watching TV, and I remember being like, you know, parents try, but every once in a while one slips by because they're not paying attention, and so he was upstairs with his friends, and they were watching the game or playing cards or doing whatever grownups do. And I remember being like, there's a movie coming on at nine o'clock. Can I watch that? And he was like, oh, yeah, sure. And he's probably thinking about to tune in, you know, a Star Trek movie hey, or, chitty, chitty or bang yeah, bang. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. <laughs> and, it, and it was Rosemary's Baby. And on the surface, when you don't know what you're getting into, yeah. it starts out and it's kind of a New York drama. Yeah. And I remember watching it being like, oh, this is kind yeah, of boring. You're probably OK for the first half hour. Yeah. <laughs> and then I remember it's one of those distinct movie watching experiences where you're like, conscious as a kid even of being like yeah i shouldn't be watching this yeah i should i should stop this but i did it i made it my way through <laughs> and yeah that's it gets pretty intense especially like for a non-teenager even like but it is one of those movies kind of those small handful of movies that people talk a lot about in the last couple of years with stuff like jordan peele's big rise mm -hmm. like a phoenix into into horror films because it was oscar respected film critic respected fan mm -hmm. respected and made a lot of money yeah and rosemary's baby was critically acclaimed made a lot of money won an oscar for i think supporting actress so one of those rarities but one of those ones that's funny too is like you can tell the difference between horror and thriller mm -hmm. is basically high brownness that's it yeah it's like friday 13th is a horror film Silence of the Lambs is a thriller. Yeah. Like, it's that weird line in the sand that people stick their nose up at the word horror. But every once in a while, like, 
an exorcist, a get out. Those make it past. Yeah, elevated horror is the new term. Oh. Which I don't know why that makes it better. They're like, oh, it's not horror. It's elevated horror. Like, so yeah, oh, okay. Ro- Rosemary's Baby is elevated yeah, it's horror. Like, I guess that means highbrow horror is what it's supposed to be, but yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It's or just... like Invisible Man recently, anything yeah. like that. Well, or even like the old, the original Invisible Man. It's like you could argue it's not horror because it's not scary, but right. like then what is it? Is it science fiction? Like he still kills at least one person i'm pretty sure he's a universal monster that counts yeah, as yeah. horror. <laughs> no, it's, uh, the whole thing is kind of dumb but i also love thrillers and sci-fi so i don't really care what you call anything at this point <laughs> but yeah and so it, a lot of people are excited about that some rosemary's baby fans who haven't seen it on the big screen so this is i think it's been a couple years since we've screened it but mm. yeah like a true cornerstone of horror films from the 60s and, and onwards so. yeah one of the one of the best like satanic horror films ever made i mean if that if that doesn't sound like a great like yeah. review but it's supposed to be a nice thing to say and that will kick off our horror films for the month which after that is a nightmare on elm street and then the exorcist classic and then the shining of course the shinning and then mysterious i'm assuming that the cinema choices will probably be horror films but yeah I guess, it'd be like, funny if they totally weren't they that would actually like... be the funniest counter programming <laughs> we ever did if it was like a musical like a 60s musical or something especially after super advertising them with like spooky halloween <laughs> oh, posters and social media Man, they wouldn't even be mad though i feel like most people would be like well it was free just be macking me <laughs> yeah oh god we really keep hyping that every week it's like maybe one of these days it's gonna be Pinocchio's Revenge and Mac and Me. Oh, man. It'll be the Andrew double bill he never knew he wanted. That would hurt. Poor Andrew. <laughs> Poor Andrew. He never came back. No, I thought he might. There's still time. Still time. But you got to... What? Are you getting picked up Yeah, here? a buddy of mine's picking me up. I also told him, I was like, I don't have service in here, so message me, but then you don't have internet either, ah. so he can't even message me. So he's probably in the shopper's parking lot being like, yo, this is not what we agreed to. <laughs> but, but great guy. Shout out to my boy Chris for uh, angrily waiting for me. <laughs> Outside. Thank you, Chris. Oh, God. But we did manage it half an hour. I thought we have to run, but luckily Andrew saved the day by going to let people out. So we're going to wrap this one up so you can go and... Anger make, my friend a little less. Yeah, <laughs> and get on with our next screening that's coming up in about an hour. Keep an eye out on our social media. Keep an eye out on our website at mayfairtheater.ca. If any news, good or bad, happens, we will be sure to tell the internet right away. You'll probably hear it too at the exact same time that we do. We don't have any inside track. So if the powers that be come out tomorrow or a week from now or two weeks from now and say we're shutting her down again, that'll happen. It is standard. It is what it is scenario. (laughs) Yeah. But we have a couple weeks of movies still. You can check our website, the Halloween movies coming up and cinema coming up, Rocky Horror coming up. Hopefully we'll be able to screen all those. But if not, so be it. We'll bring cool stuff back afterwards. Yay. And we'll, still, we'll try to still podcast at least. You know? Oh, we'll so still podcast. At the very least, we got that going for you. That's all we have during the lockdown is a podcast to look forward to. Literally. Here's all the movies we can't play. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for listening, everybody. Keep your chin up. We'll try to do the same. <laughs> we'll try not to be too depressed over here. Uh, thanks for coming when you are coming to see a movie. Thanks for buying seats. Thanks for buying your name on a plaque that we have up. All that kind of stuff. Every dollar helps keep us in business and we really appreciate it and we hope to see you soon here to watch movies at the mayfair bye everybody bye this would be the perfect time for andrew to burst back (laughs) i made it in time i got something really important to say no you didn't paramount pictures presents mia farrell co-starring john cassavetti let's have a baby Oh, honey, for God's sakes, don't cry, all right? I won't.
Wonderful warrior, young and healthy, out of lots of children. Madame, monsieur, shall have the dessert after all. Mousse au chocolat, or as many calls it, chocolate mouse. Oh, oh, oh. Mm, it's delicious. It has an undertaste. A chalky undertaste. Hey. Nice. Sleep is what you need. Good night's sleep. You better go down below, miss. This is no dream. This is really happening. Written for the screen and directed by Roman Polanski. From the best-selling novel by Ira Levin. Ruth Gordon, Sidney Blackmer, Morris Evans, and Ralph Bellamy. In a William Castle production. Rosemary's Baby.